And I'm here to tell you this morning, this word is for you. Amen. Tell somebody next to you, this word is for you. Even for those in Stellenbosch, this word is for you. I heard the story of a man, um, he thought his, his wife has some hearing problems. And he went to the doctor and he said, um, what can I do? I'm not sure, probably she needs a hearing aid. Um, what can I do? And he said, just go home um, tonight and just uh, stand about a few meters away from her and just ask her a question. And if there's no response, a little bit closer and no response, stand next to her. And he th- later that evening, she was busy making, making um, dinner and he stood about six meters from her and he said, honey, what's for dinner? No response. And he walked a little bit closer. Honey, what's for dinner? No response. And when he stood next to her, he, he said to her, Honey, what's for dinner? And she said, George, for the third time, chicken. <laughs> so sometimes you think the problem is other people. <laughs> Tell somebody next to you the word is for you. And when we have challenges in our lives, the best thing you can have is the right people. You need some people around you, a brain to pick, somebody who can speak about certain things in your life, a shoulder to cry on, and sometimes you need a kick in the pants. And sorry to tell you, this sermon will be a kick in the pants sermon. There's a time to rejoice, there's a time to celebrate, but there's a time and you need to to get a kick in the pants because I believe we are in a season that God is saying to us that we need to walk differently. So the bicycle pastor is not talking about riding, he's talking about walking this morning. So we need to walk differently. To be different, they said of Joshua and Caleb, they had a different Spirit. Somebody shout a different spirit. That word different or difference means not alike in character or quality, distinct in nature, out of the ordinary, unusual. Unusual. And, I, and I'm here to tell you, we need to walk differently. In times of famine, we share. In times of danger, we serve. In times of poverty, we give. In times of adversity, we sing. In times of stress, we rest. In times of hatred, we love. Our nation needs it like never before. We come against that spirit of hatred and we will love. We're going to break that spirit over our nations. And that nation, the revival that was prophesied will happen, but it will begin with a people that will walk differently. And we need to be different. In times of persecution, we bless. And when we assault it, we forgive. But the sad part is the church and the problem of the church nowadays, we are ordinary. And Jesus redefined what it means to be normal. And when Jesus started talking about being a different person, he, you will see he comes with a different mindset. He says, turn the other cheek, go the extra mile, give your spare coat, wash feet, bless those who curse you. And when you are normal, you don't understand that. It doesn't make sense. But Jesus came to turn normal on its head. He said, the way up 
is the way down. If you want to go in, you need to go out. If you want to be first, you need to be last. If you want strength, you must acknowledge your weakness. If you want to have security, you will walk in vulnerability. If you want to live, you must die. You need to die. And he's challenging us in this time and this season. We need to walk differently. If you want to be, become great, you must become the least. If you want to um, get even with your enemies, forgive. And Jesus came and we live in, and he wants to turn the world upside down. And can I tell you in this season, it's not about you. It's about him. Come on, give him a praise if it's about him. I believe there's a shift going to happen. God is taking us into this new season and the body of Christ is going to walk differently. Because the gospel is not about you. See, the cross is not a plus, it's not a big plus sign for your life. Mm. God didn't send Jesus to please you. I said to you, it's going to be a kick in the pants. God sent Jesus to help you to please God. I'm here to please Him. And that's the, the, the way of the kingdom. And the word to this morning is, it's time to walk worthy. It's time to walk worthy. Napoleon Bonaparte wrote a letter to his wife. And he said this in the letter. I insist you have more strength. I'm told you are always crying. For shame, that is very bad. Be worthy of me and develop a stronger character. Make a proper show in Paris. If you are always weeping, I shall think you have no courage or character. I don't like cowards. Whose wife is ready for that letter from us? <laughs> I don't like cowards and emperors should have heart. And we are in a season, God is speaking to his, to his body. Are you worthy? You need to understand you are a royal priesthood. And when you understand you are royalty, you will act differently and you will walk worthy. Worthy of him. He needs people with, with a heart that are committed, sold out. People that are strong, that are not weak. That will take a stand in this time and this season. If you go to 1 Samuel 10 verse 25, listen to what the scripture, the word says there. Then Samuel explained to the people the behavior of royalty and wrote it in a book and laid it up before the Lord. And Samuel sent all the people away, every man to his house. And it sounded, it sounds to me like he said, start in your house. I want to declare one of the greatest moves is going to happen in our homes. Our marriages are going to be different. Our children are going to be different. We are not going to be the same as the world. Because if you go into the natural, if you are royalty, they will give people that are born into royalty a tutor to instruct them in the ways of royalty, protocol, and honor. And if you are part of royalty, you, have, you think in a certain way, there's a distinct style of dress. You conduct yourself with grace, style, and class. And most importantly, you are motivated by a sense of duty and obligation to a position. Amen. You are a child of God. Yes. 
You belong to the kingdom. And when you are in this kingdom, you are different. Come on, shake somebody next to you and tell them, be different. And God is saying in this season, be worthy of me. Are you strong? Are you committed? Are you sold out? There's no time to stand in the middle. You are in or you're out. He's waiting. There's a move of God ready to be released in this time on the earth. But he's waiting for people that says, I'm not here for myself. I'm here for the kingdom. And we're going to read it now. I'm here for the kingdom. I'm sold out. You don't have to um, guess um, if I'm God's side. You can see it in my life. I am different. I am unusual. Somebody shout, I'm unusual. It says in 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 12. 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 12. We, comf we comforted and encouraged you and challenged you. I'm here to challenge you this morning. To adopt a lifestyle worthy of God. Who invites, one translation says, who calls you into his kingdom and his glory. I wonder, is, is your marriage worthy of him? Is your family worthy of him? Is your business worthy of him? Because he has saved you and he has called you. Can I see who is saved? And if you don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and, and you are here this morning, the word of God is going to challenge you so that you can begin to live worthy. And if you want to be worthy of him, just give your life and give him everything today and see that he can change your life. He has saved you and he has called you. And it says in Ephesians 4 verse 1, As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. So you've been saved and you've been called. And you've been called to what? To the kingdom and the glory. And more than just being called to repent, he calls you to his kingdom and his glory. And that's a next level. We are going to that next level. And when we see he has called you to the kingdom, he says it's a place of total surrender. Who will today, who are listening to my voice, those of you listening at the campuses, who are willing to give everything? We want to give 80%. But he's asking for everything. Total surrender. And when I surrender completely to him, I'm saying I'm part of the kingdom and I will do things God's way. Nowadays we are living and I want to do it my way. It's not your way anymore. It's God's way. And he calls you to the kingdom and he's calling you to the glory. And if you say, let your kingdom come, I must say, let my kingdom go. Today he's speaking to you and he's challenging you. He's raising up a mighty army in this hour. But he says, walk differently. Be worthy of me. And it will mean I must let go of my kingdom. My way of doing things. There's a song somebody sings. And in that song it says, how can I build your kingdom if I'm building my own? You be my treasure if I am digging for gold. You be my fire if my heart has grown cold. You be my future if I make this my home. I say I need you and I live on my own. I say I want you and never come close. I say I surrender and never let go. I say I love you to someone I do not know. And we stand and we're singing songs of, of love, but we don't know him. 
But he's waiting for a people that will make him in everything the first. He's waiting for a people that he can possess completely. Does God possess you completely? Everything. Surrendering everything because he's called you to the kingdom. The kingdom that says, I will do it his way. And he's calling you to the kingdom and he's calling you to to glory. And what is glory is God on display. Then you see his nature, his character and his attitude. And we need to show God to the world. Because he's waiting for people that will adopt a lifestyle worthy. Is your business worthy of him? Is your relationships worthy of him? But he's calling you and he's seeing Matthew 10 verse 38. Matthew 10 verse 38. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. A cross means what? Death. Sometimes you need to do something and you need to say something that will cost you. But you need to die. And and the word of God says, if you are not willing to die, you are not worthy of me. You need to die to your plans. Most of the people in Limpopo, they want to move to Cape Town now. Places is very important to God. You need to be in the right place. You need to die. And I'm just in a way joke about it. But I'm going to tell you, you need to sometimes die and be at the place God wants you to be. Die to your opinion. Die to your feelings. Hmm. Just try that in marriage. It's so easy. It's about me. And family, that's why um, that in 1 Samuel, it says, he wants to teach us the behavior of royalty. Go to your home. Go and love your family. Go and love. Start there. Be worthy. Are we worthy? How we act, how we behave every day at our home, um, at our businesses, where we walk, what we do. Are our lives worthy of him? That Matthew um, 10, 38 says in the message, if you don't go all the way with me through thick and thin, you don't deserve me. You don't deserve me. If, you, if your first concern is to look after yourself, you will never find yourself. But if you forget about yourself and look to me, you'll find both yourself and me. Mm. Can you feel the pull of the Spirit taking you to the next level? You've surrendered certain areas of your life. God is asking for everything. Are you worthy of me? Ask the person next to you, are you worthy of him? Revelation 3 verse 4 says, you still have a few followers followers of Jesus in Sardis who haven't ruined themselves wallowing in the muck of the world's ways. They will walk with me on parade. They have proved their worth. I want to one day stand before him and say, I walked worthy of him. I was strong. I was committed. I was sold out. I was a giver. I was worthy of him. Colossians 1 verse 10. And just for a moment, I want to stay there. Colossians 1 verse 10, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. So this morning, the Spirit of God is asking you, are you worthy 
of Him. And if we want to be worthy of Him, and as I see it in Colossians 1.10, we need to seek to please Him, seek to produce fruit, and seek His presence. And for a moment, I'm challenging you. It was said of Enoch, this was his testimony that he pleased God. We need a people that will not please themselves. You are not here to please people or yourself. You are here to please him. And when you please him, it can cost you something. They say many years ago, they were missionaries. They called them the coffin missionaries. They didn't pack suitcases. They packed a coffin, meaning I'm not coming back. I wonder where is those kind of people in the church that will say, I will go. I will be worthy of him. Even if it costs me, we are going into a season that's, that's going to require people that says, I want to just please him. And you need to have, make a choice in this season that says, I'm giving everything. See what will happen when a people give everything. I wonder, say here is six, seven hundred people. And seven hundred people in this place give something. Can we change the world? Maybe. But I want to tell you, if there's 100 people in this place that says, I will give everything, we will change the world. See, there's many people in church that will give something. I will give some of my time, some of my finances, some, I will some, some of my gifts. Who are they that will give everything? And those that will give everything are people that are dangerous. They said of these, these missionaries, on one of that man's tombstone, it said, when he came, there was no light. When he left, there was no darkness. We are going into Cape Town, and they will be, that it will be said about this city, there's no darkness anymore. Amen. But the light needs to rise up in this time and this season, and it says, I'm going to give everything. Because God doesn't send us to safe places to do easy things. And Jesus didn't die to keep you safe. He died to make you dangerous. Come on. He made, are you dangerous? And we want an easy life. We want a comfortable life. But he's calling his bride. He's calling his people. There's a call saying, walk differently. You cannot act, behave, and live like the world. You need to be different. You need to be unusual. Give somebody a high five next to you and tell them, I'm unusual. Tell somebody else, I'm dangerous. You know, and, and people will come and they will tell stories of surrender. And we will be amazed of people going and surrendering their lives. But your complete surrender of your life to the cause of Christ isn't radical. It's normal. We hear stories and we think these people are radical. Look what they are doing. It's supposed to be normal. From the front to the back. We need to live total surrendered lives. Are you willing to please him? And one person can make a difference. Family, one person can make a difference. They said, 1st January, 404 AD. There was a man and um, Telemachus, he was a monk. And one of the gladiators killed him. But before that happened, and it's not clear the whole story, but there was a festival in Rome and they were celebrating 
And, and this monk came into the Colosseum and he heard some of the gladiators says to the emperor, we who are about to die salute you. And he realized they are going to fight till the death. And he started crying in the, uh, he started crying out in the name of Christ, stop. But his voice was lost in everything. And then he went down where the gladiators were fighting, jumping and running to them. And he said, in the name of Jesus, stop. And then one of the gladiators got so frustrated that it killed the monk. And just for a moment, there was silence. And then a strange thing happened. A silence fell over the Colosseum. And in that dead silence, one person left, another person left, until everyone left the Colosseum. And that was the last battle to the death between gladiators in the Roman Colosseum. Never, never again did anyone kill or did men kill each other for the, for the entertainment of the, of the crowd. Who will say in this hour, in the name of Jesus, stop? Who will step up, step out and make a decision? Or even if it costs me my life, one monk who could think for generations, gladiators fighting for their life, one man decide, I will please him. Even if it costs my life, let the history or the future tell us when you move into your future that it, was, that it will be said of you, you made a difference. You are unusual. Amen. So we need to please him. We need to produce fruit. Before you have the gifts in your life, have fruit. Church, we focus and, we, and it's important to move in the gifts, but I want to say, let us have fruit. God is expecting something from you and he expects fruit. I wonder where is your fruit? You need fruit. He expects that your heart will produce the fruit of faith, that your lips will produce the fruit of thankfulness and praise. He expects from you the fruit of obedience, the fruit of servanthood, the fruit of generosity. Where is our fruit of love? What will change our nation? The last place of defense for the church is love. And sometimes we are walking in a spirit of hate, but we are about to change because fruit will be seen in your life. You need to walk worthy of him. Family, walk worthy of him. And to walk worthy of him, you need to seek to please him. Let there be fruit in your life. We've got so many peacemakers. Can I see you as a child of God? If you are a child of God, you are a peacemaker, but where there's no peace. Because we don't walk worthy of him. Bringing peace into my business. Bringing peace every day. Even if that person drives in front of you. And it doesn't happen in Cape Town, just in Lipopo, I know. Peace, somebody shout peace. peace. And then, if you want to walk worthy of him, seek his presence. You need to know him. For many people, many people know about, know about Jesus. They know about him. And they've got so many wrong thinking and they're thinking that Christ is too religious to love, too distant to experience and too rigid to be a source of life. But can I tell you, God is better than what you thought. He's better than what you feared and he's better even than we dare to believe. Jesus is your life and you need to know him. He is your oxygen. He is your water. And we need desperately, we need Jesus. And we need to love him, not just know about him. We need to love him and share our daily life with him. Not just loving his teachings, but love him. Tell the person next to you, you need Jesus. 
You know, when you go through certain things in your life, you need certain people. When you go to court, there's some of your friends, I need that friend. If I go to court, I need that friend. When you go to a party, there's, there's a friend, I want to take him to that party. Or when you go to that rough part of town, there's some people you know, I want them with me. And then there's people you know, you can call 2 a.m. in the morning. Early, you can call them. Who will you take if you know you are alone on an island? What friend will you take? And usually all these things, it's different people going to court, um, rough part, it's different people. But if you can find one person that can do all that, you will say, I want to be your friend. I want you to be my friend. And I want to tell you, there's a friend that has got all these and his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. It's him that you need. And he, he, he is that everything. Jesus is that man. And that will make it amazing is the way he loves you. And God wants you to walk worthy. And we need to know him. But once again, you need to be fascinated by him. Because when you are fascinated by him, and when he takes your breath away, he will transform you. Fascination will produce transformation. We don't see a transformation. We don't see people walking differently in this time, in this season, because they are not fascinated with the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, I pray this morning that your eyes will be open, that you will once again realize he is the most amazing uh, person in the whole universe, and he can take your breath away. And when you behold him, you will become like him. And we need a people that will look like him. You will walk, you will walk worthy of him when you look like him. I want to tell you, you are walking out of this place a different person. If a young boy, maybe some of the parents can relate. You tell your young son, comb your hair. If, if he's got hair. Wash, smell better, just do something. But the moment, I'm going to tell you, you can try everything. But the moment he meets that girl, you don't have to tell him smell better, dress better. Now there's a transformation happening. Something happened because he's fascinated. And not only will it bring transformation, it will cause imitation. Now that young boy will go places he never thought he would go. Now he will do shopping with her. She will go fishing with him. And we need to be fascinated again, falling in love with him, because we need to live worthy of him. Family, I'm here just to remind you. I'm here to tell you God is taking us to the next level and he's challenging us. Are you walking worthy? Are you pleasing him? Are you producing fruit? I'm going to tell you your barren season is over. Amen. I prophesy over your life, life your barren season is over and there will be fruit in your life. Amen. You're going to be a God pleaser. Amen. I come against that spirit of fear that is preventing you from pleasing God. And that spirit is broken over your life and from now on something will be different. Amen. And you're going to be a person that seek His presence. I want everybody to stand, please, and those of you in the campuses. Just for a moment, close your eyes. And are you walking, my question to you, are you walking worthy of him? Are you walking worthy of him? If you say today, Pastor, there's an area that I'm not pleasing him. There's not fruit in my life. I've, 
I'm not growing in my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. While every eyes are closed, and you just, by raising your right hand, you declare. You want to declare today, my life will be worthy of him. I will please him. I will bear fruit, and I will know him. Just raise your right hand. And can everybody just declare with me, say, Lord Jesus, you have every right to me. I want to be considered worthy to be, to be counted among those who have sought your highest. Whatever I go through, I will not be moved. I offer myself to you totally and without conditions, without contracts or stipulations. I am not a part of this world order. I'm not doing things the way the world does it. I only exist for you and the kingdom. If you believe it, give God a praise and a shout.